Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Seven Scenarios for How the Mueller Probe Might Wrap Up by Garrett M. Greff The breaking news hit a snowy Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. Newly installed Attorney General William Barr appears to be preparing to announce the end of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. But what would Mueller wrapping up actually mean? And does the rapid movement soon after Barr was installed at the Justice Department indicate that he shut down the Mueller probe prematurely? A recent New York Times article documenting Trump's two-year-long campaign to obstruct and muddy the investigation exacerbated those fears, as did an ominous tweet by conservative commentator and White House spouse Matt Schlopp pronouncing that Mueller will be gone soon. The tea leaves around Mueller in recent weeks seem especially hard to read, and they're conflicting at best. CNN special counsel stakeout has spotted prosecutors working long hours through snow days and holidays just as they were in the days before Michael Cohen's surprise guilty plea last fall, for lying to Congress. Yet there's also been no apparent grand jury movement since Roger Stone's indictment. So even as CNN's stakeout spotted D.C. prosecutors entering Mueller's offices, the type of people who Mueller might hand off cases to as he winds down, and the special counsel's staff carting out boxes, there's also recent evidence that Mueller still has a longer game in mind. The Stone prosecution is just getting underway. Mueller is still litigating over a mystery foreign company, and he's pushing forward trying to gain testimony from a Stone associate, Andrew Miller. In fact, a list of loose threads at this point is, in some ways, longer than a list of what Mueller has done publicly. There's conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi's aborted plea deal, would-be Middle East power broker George Nader's lengthy cooperation with Mueller, which has resulted in no public charges the mysterious Seychelles meeting between Blackwater mercenary founder Eric Prince and a Russian businessman. And then, of course, the big question of obstruction of justice. Add to that the recent witness testimony from the House Intelligence Committee that Democratic Representative Adam Schiff has turned over to Mueller's office, in which other witnesses, according to Schiff, appear to have lied to Congress. Besides, there are a host of breadcrumbs that Mueller left in more than 500 pages of his court filings that would all prove superfluous if further action didn't lie ahead. Open questions remain, too, about big characters like Carter Page. The seemingly hapless, hat-wearing one-time foreign policy aide was one of the starting points of the entire Russia probe, and the controversial FISA warrant that targeted him was renewed twice in 2016 and 2017. 
meaning that investigators found evidence at the time that he was still being targeted by foreign agents. And yet he's nearly disappeared from the public radar of the Russia probe. Does he reemerge, or is Page merely destined to become the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Russia investigation? What about the odd communications between a Trump Organization computer server and a server belonging to Russia's Alpha Bank, which the New Yorker's Dexter Filkins dove into last October? There remain many open questions, even as the consensus around Washington appears to be zeroing in on Mueller wrapping up. But what would that actually entail? Are we just hours away from a sweeping indictment that makes public the P-tape and explains every intimate detail of a years-long plot to co-opt Donald Trump as a Russian intelligence asset, dating all the way back to 1987, as Jonathan Chait has argued? Or are we heading to what the president's lawyers have said all along, that, as awful as the unrelated criminalities of Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, and Michael Cohen were, none of that amounts to collusion, and this entire enterprise has been a worthless witch hunt by 13 angry Democrats. Also, what does wrapping up even look like? Robert Mueller has written a Mueller report once before, examining the Ray Rice domestic violence incident for the NFL, one of his first projects after stepping down as FBI director. It was a 96-page report that overwhelmed with the tenacity and thoroughness of Mueller's investigation. Five pages of the report focused on how packages were signed for in the NFL mailroom, and Mueller's team tracked down all 1,583 telephone calls that went in or out of NFL headquarters during the period in question. Yet, its conclusions were narrow and left many critics of the league frustrated. Mueller stopped well short of the sweeping pronouncements and indictments that many had hoped he'd bring against the NFL's culture of coddling alleged abusers. In some ways, that report helps illustrate just what we might expect in the hours, days, weeks, or months ahead as Mueller wraps up. In broad strokes, there are seven scenarios that Mueller wrapping up could really mean. 1. Mueller sends the Attorney General a simple declination letter, telling Bill Barr that he's concluded his work as special counsel, that the related grand jury has charged all identified crimes worthy of prosecution, and that there are no further cases to come. In some ways, a letter this simple, which itself would represent a stunning anti-climax to the most politically charged investigation in modern American history, would be the most Mueller-like an understated and quiet end to the probe by a man who has always preferred to let his work speak for itself. If Mueller stops here, with no further meaty comment or additional charges, his probe will still rank as one of the most significant and eye-opening counterintelligence probes in our history, even though it would have failed to identify any direct collusion between Trump and Russia. 2. Mueller compiles a detailed roadmap, providing Congress with an annotated bibliography, or an index of sorts, outlining impeachment-worthy presidential high crimes and misdemeanors. Lawfare's Benjamin Witts and others pried out of the National Archives, the analogous document that the Watergate special prosecutor created to help Congress charge President Nixon. It's a detailed guide to evidence and grand jury testimony that could inform an impeachment trial. This might be the most compelling conclusion for Mueller if he's abiding by the Justice Department's policy that the sitting president can't be indicted but he has identified criminal behavior by the president himself. It may be similarly attractive if Mueller has found compromising actions by the president that fall short of a chargeable federal crime, but that nonetheless represent political behavior or collusion that a healthy democracy cannot abide in its leaders or candidates. 3. Mueller authors a detailed novelistic narrative, akin to what the 9-11 Commission wrote or what Ken Starr authored at the conclusion of his Whitewater hearing 
a document that could stretch to hundreds of pages and provide enriched narrative detail with footnotes aplenty, the be-all and end-all story of the Russians' impact on the 2016 election and the role that Trump associates may or may not have played in that. While this document is most similar to what many Americans have long believed the Mueller report would look like, in some ways, this seems the least likely outcome simply because it's the most sweeping, which would go against Mueller's inherent instincts. 4. He offers both a final round of his indictments as well as a detailed report like in two or three above. Mueller's existing court filings point to the idea that he's considering or building toward a final overarching conspiracy indictment, one that connects Americans to the Russian attack on the election, either via WikiLeaks, Russian intelligence asset Konstantin Kalimnik, or other avenues. If this is the final outcome, it's possible that Mueller already has told us precisely what he's doing. After all, last summer's GRU indictment began with the charge that GRU officers knowingly and intentionally conspired with each other and with persons known and unknown to the grand jury, collectively the conspirators, to gain unauthorized access to hack into the computers of U.S. persons and entities involved in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, steal documents from those computers, and stage releases of the stolen documents to interfere with the 2016 U.S. presidential election. That language could easily encompass Americans who participated, and since both the GRU indictment and the IRA indictment and conspiracy cases, Mueller could wrap up by simply filing in some more of those persons known to the grand jury, e.g. Americans who participated in the plot. 5. He offers a report, but not the report. Something more like a progress report rather than a single definitive one. This scenario could also include multiple reports, concerning perhaps not just the Russian probe, but broader investigations into foreign influence in Washington. The Daily Beast hinted in December that Mueller was preparing a special report on the Middle Eastern influence in the 2016 election, which might or might not be separate from the question of Russian influence in the campaign. This progress report could also announce that he's finished investigating the big question, the extent of Russia's role in the 2016 election that he intends to continue sorting through ancillary matters, like, for instance, the Roger Stone case, the House witness transcripts, or the foreign mystery defendant, for perhaps months or even years. 6. He closes up shop but refers numerous active cases to other prosecutors, similarly ensuring that his probe lives on for years to come. Again, this could be because he feels like he's answered his main charge, Russia, even though he's uncovered much ancillary criminality. Schiff has begun hinting in recent weeks that he feels Mueller has been too narrow in his investigation and that he intends to dive deep into Trump world's money laundering and past business deals. The special counsel construct and mission was never perfect, and Mueller, if the Ray Rice case as a guide, may indeed have interpreted his charge narrowly, leaving big and worthy questions to be examined by prosecutors in D.C., New Jersey, New York, Virginia, and elsewhere. The U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York and counterparts in D.C. and Virginia already have picked up at least half a dozen ancillary cases among them. 7. Mueller unseals one or more long-standing sealed indictments The media and bloggers have regularly tracked the abnormally large number of sealed indictments filed over the last year in D.C. federal court, the jurisdiction where Mueller has been working, including 14 added between August and November, a period where Mueller was theoretically quiet around the midterm election and four recent sealed indictments that seem to parallel the Stone indictment. Whether any relate to Mueller remains to be seen, but in some ways the idea of piling up sealed indictments 
and would have been the smartest way for Mueller to ensure that if he was fired, his case lived on. While the seven scenarios above capture the broad outlines of what the end of his probe might look like, the truth is that he could choose some of one and a bit of another, meaning that there are almost infinite variations of how the case could unfold from him in the days ahead. It's also worth noting that the Mueller probe, however it ends, represents a shrinking percentage of Trump's potential legal troubles, as a total of at least 18 investigations surround Trump's world, led by at least seven different prosecutors and investigators. Since Wired's original tally of 17 distinct investigations in December, we've seen news of a state and federal probe looking at undocumented workers at Trump's New Jersey golf club. And all of that doesn't count any of the work by the new Democratic-led House Intelligence Committee, the Senate Intelligence Committee's ongoing work, nor any of the other probes led by other House committees. Even a complete and total exoneration by Mueller on the Russia question would represent only a tiny ray of legal sunshine for the president. Nevertheless, there's good reason to believe that Trump won't get that total exoneration, as Mueller's conspicuous silences in court filings on the collusion question seem to indicate he's building towards something. Let's remember that there have been two immutable truths thus far in the Mueller probe. First, every move has surprised us, both in timing and content. And second, every court filing has been more informed, detailed, and insightful than anyone imagined, and shown us that what we knew publicly was only the tip of the iceberg. There's no reason to think that Mueller's denouement will be anything different. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.